So that's interesting because a lot of people think weight loss. Oh, I'll just start working out more. I'll go hire a trainer. The trainer will tell me what to eat. The trainer will make me work out. That will equal weight loss. You said whenever you wanted to lose weight before, you would always hire a trainer. What did you find different with this versus personal training? Well, I think with finding the right trainer, you can see results pretty quickly. I've never been one to drop weight very quickly. My body in the past was more like I'll build muscle. My body composition will change. I'll look and feel different, but it was just not long lasting. Like as soon as I stopped working with the trainer, I mean, I would lift on my own. I would do cardio on my own. It didn't have the same effect as a coach now. And having worked with you for a while, I understand that the thoughts, once I stopped working with my trainer changed. So my commitment changed. What if it were possible to achieve your goal weight and stay there permanently without dieting? Welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I am going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Lux Lifer, welcome to episode 78. This is your certified life and weight loss coach, Jennifer Dent Brown from jenniferdent.com. And hey, if you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast. I am so thrilled to see our numbers, our download numbers are growing every single week. So I want to make sure I always welcome officially anyone who is listening for the first time and just let you know that I'm happy that you're here and I'm thrilled that you are interested in learning the Stop Dieting Forever process. Now, so if this is your first time listening, you are in for a treat because you're going to hear the transformation of one of my private clients, Lorraine. Lorraine is a 37-year-old mom of a toddler who works full-time as an attorney, and she is a business coach. She will tell you in the interview more about who she helps and how she helps them as a business coach. But if you're a mom of a toddler and you may be an emotional eater, you know how difficult it can be not to stress eat. And so Lorraine and I have the fun conversation where she shares like, before she started working with me, we discovered that between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. in the evening during the week was the hardest time for her because that was when she was finished working her day job. She picked her son up from daycare. And you know what happens when you're still kind of frazzled from work and you're managing a toddler and you're trying to get the dinner done and all of the things and cleaned up it can be a stressful time. So in this conversation, she shares the big aha moment that she had when we were coaching on it. And this is the light bulb moment that she had that completely changed how she experienced that two hour period every single day. And we also talked about her weight loss pace and how she finally learned that slower really is better. Most of my clients, like 99.9% of y'all come to my program, come into my world, believing that you need to be losing weight at a rapid pace. And most of you believe that two pounds a week is what you should be losing. So we talk about where that two pounds a week rule came from. Actually, we have no idea, but where we think it came from. So Lorraine was no different, right? She had that same thought of like, I need to be losing weight faster but she talks about in the interview what changed her thinking. And now she is completely on pace and has realized that a slower pace is not a problem. Okay. So in addition to losing her first 10 pounds without dieting, I want you to hear how Lorraine is a master at creating intentional experiences. So if you're new to the podcast, I want you to go back and listen to episode 63, which is seven ways to lose weight on vacation. So in that podcast, I talked about an intentional process that one of my clients created that allowed her to 
go on a vacation experience where in the past she'd always come back gaining weight, feeling sluggish with a hangover (laughs) to going on vacation, creating the experience, being intentional about how she wanted to experience the vacation. And she came back without any weight gain. She had actually hit a new low weight while on vacation. It's so fun. When I went back and looked, I was like, oh, wow, this episode, Seven Ways to Lose Weight on Vacation, episode 63 is like in the top 10 of the most popular podcasts. So you will hear in this interview how Lorraine came to create that intentional experience on that particular vacation. And then she's taken it a step further and she's beginning to reframe her daily life and her weekend life. So you'll hear how she took that same practice, intentionality, and how she's been applying it to her everyday life at home and how that has resulted in even more weight loss. So what I love is that Lorraine was inspired to work with me after hearing another client share her story on the podcast. And so I love the fact that we have a full circle moment. And I know that her story today will inspire someone else to make a change. Before we get into the interview, I just want to mention one thing and I want you to really think about it. Because one of the questions that Lorraine asked herself before she agreed to work with me and start following my process was she asked herself, what are you willing to do differently? And I think that is such a brilliant question that we don't ask ourselves that very often. What are you willing to do differently? So I want you to listen to this episode and I want you to answer that question for yourself. When it comes to your weight loss, what are you willing to do differently to achieve the weight loss result that you want? Lorraine answered that question for herself, signed up with me, following the Stop Dieting Forever process, participated in the boot camp, and now she has created a 10-pound weight loss for herself without following a cookie-cutter diet. All right, enjoy this conversation. You're going to love Lorraine as much as I do. I will see you in the next episode. All right, y'all. You get to be introduced to my client, Lorraine Martinez Bellamy. Hey, Lorraine. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. So let's just jump in. Tell the people who you are, what you do, how you found me, all the things. Hi, everyone. I am a life and business coach. I'm based in Boston. I'm also a lawyer by day, and I help other multi-passionate women build businesses alongside their nine to five. I'm also a mom to an 18-month-old, a very active 18-month-old, and you'll hear more about him during that episode. Super cute he is. (laughs) Thank you. I'm married. I've been married for a few years, and I found Jennifer... I asked my coach, my business coach, Melanie Childers, for recommendations. Hey, Melanie. <laughs> Hi, Mel. For recommendations for weight loss coaching. Because although I get coached all of the time on my business and life, I had never thought to hire a weight loss coach. I always hired trainers. And I was like, this makes no sense. As a coach myself, it just made no sense. And all of a sudden, it clicked in my head that I needed someone to teach me just like I teach my clients how to thrive in business and to build sustainably in a way that's fun and exciting. Teach me to do that same thing, but with my weight. So that's interesting because a lot of people think weight loss. Oh, I'll just start working out more. I'll go hire a trainer. The trainer will tell me what to eat. The trainer will make me work out. That will equal weight loss. So what did you find? Because you said Whenever you wanted to lose weight before, you would always hire a trainer. What did you find different with this versus training, personal training? Yeah, well, one, I've done that before. And I think with finding the right trainer, you can see results, you know, pretty quickly. I've never been one to drop weight very quickly. My body in the past was more like I'll build muscle. My body composition will change. I'll look and feel different. But it was 
just not long lasting. Like as soon as I stopped working with the trainer, I mean, I would lift on my own. I would do cardio on my own. It didn't have the same effect as a coach now and having worked with you for a while, I understand that the thoughts once I stopped working with my trainer changed. So my commitment changed. How and did it then... change, Lorraine? Let's, <laughs> let's just be honest here. How did it change? <laughs> I think, although I love working out, one, I know that it isn't the most important part of changing your body. We would say it's our mind, but even before I knew it was my mind, I knew it was food, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, once you were done with the trainer and you had prepped for the vacation or the wedding or whatever it was, you were like, okay, cool. I can go back to my regular life. And you would slowly make your way back to your regular life weight. And you feel like a failure and feel like you wasted your money and all those Mm -hmm. other very unhelpful thoughts that happened in our brain. I can totally relate because I'm like, I spent so much money on personal trainers. And I was like, the more money I spend on the trainer, the better the training is going to be. Like the more I'll show up for it, the more I'll show up for it. Like I went to one trainer, like in center city, which of course just the rent alone for his studio was added to my bill. So I'm like paying extra money. I would see like uh, the local new celebrities and they're also training. Like it was just the place, the location of the trainer didn't make a difference. And you're right. As soon as the training package was done, as soon as I didn't have a reason to go down to center city to go work out four days a week, then the old mindset came back in. It was like nothing had changed. So For those of you out there listening, my Lux Lifers, I love you very much. But if you think that throwing money to nothing against personal trainers, I'm all for a good personal trainer, but doing the activity of the workout is not going to teach you how to lose weight forever. So when you came to me, Lorraine, you knew like, okay, this mindset stuff works for my business. Mm-hmm. in my life, well, let's be real. Like you have a full-time job, you're an attorney, yeah. you have clients, you're a mom of a toddler. Mm-hmm. So you're learning how to exist in your life by learning how to manage your mind and changing your mindset about certain things. So of course, why wouldn't this work with weight loss? Well, it does. Right. <laughs> and the most, because of course I binged all Jennifer's podcast before I hired her, because that's just how I like, you know, vibe with my people, figure out if it's the right coach for me. And I think you had an episode with Nisha maybe, and Mm -hmm. one other woman. And they said something that resonated with me so much where it's just like, I know how to lose weight, restricting what I'm eating and going really hard in the gym. I just don't know how to lose weight and like live the lifestyle I want to live right now, which includes no hustling and no restriction. Like I have a little baby and a husband, like I want to live a rich, fun, laid back life where I'm not thinking about what I can't eat at every single thing, event and vacation. And they said something like that, where it's just like, I knew how to do it this way. I just knew that there had to be another way to do it. And that's where you came in. Is this not a full circle moment? I forgot that you listened to that podcast. And I remember you told me on our consult, it was the interview I did with Nisha and Sharika, and they had both lost a total of 50 pounds. And I'll link that podcast in the show notes so you guys can go back and listen to it. But I remember very specifically, you were like, what she said is what I want. And now look at you here on the podcast, (laughs) sharing your own story. I've arrived. I've arrived. Sharing your own story. I love it. And this is why I love having you guys share your experience and learning how to lose weight without dieting because there's no hustle. There's no deprivation. There's no restriction. All of the things that we have thought weight loss was about, there's none of that in the stop dieting forever process. Now I want to circle back around because you mentioned something in your introduction where you were like, my body doesn't lose weight quickly. (laughs) (laughs) So we've been working together for like 
four months now, I think Mm -hmm. about four months. What have you learned about the timeline of weight loss? That it is not linear. And it is so funny that you caught that thought because that's really what I think. And I probably never told you that. And it's funny because Jenna and I talked recently about what I'm expecting for my second quarter of working with her and what my goal is. And like my thoughts around it were that I've learned so much about how my brain works and about how my mind works and what my triggers are and, you know, what my thinking patterns are in the first quarter of working with her that I fully believe that I will be able to lose faster in the second quarter, just based on the the thought changes that I've had and the mindset changes that I've had around my weight loss journey. Because I did always think that it should be like, if I was on it, I should be losing two pounds a week. And when you start working with Jennifer, which you'll notice is her little weekly tracker very sneakily at the top says, basically in so many words, it says, if you're losing a quarter to half a pound a week, nothing has gone wrong. Like that's Mm -hmm. what you should be losing. And I don't think I noticed that. Like I must've read it, but I didn't notice it until I got to a point where I was just like obsessed with hitting my 10 pound goal. And I was just like, why is this taking so long? Why is this taking so long? And I went back and looked at my numbers and I'm like, huh, she snuck that in there because it was exactly (laughs) the pace that I was losing at. But I think we've been so conditioned to think that if we're doing everything right, he were doing, Mm -hmm. we should be losing two pounds a week. So as soon as that doesn't happen, you make it mean that you're failing. And then that pulls, throws you into another tailspin about. If I could tell you how many people I coach on that thought of, I'm not losing two pounds a week. I want to lose two pounds a week. And I'm like, where did that come from? And then I just remember, I guess like, it's probably from the general dieting theory of like healthy weight loss is two pounds a week. It was probably a study done on white men. Exactly. <laughs> Who are like six feet tall, right? Right. <laughs> and here we are trying to and lose we, two pounds a week. We get it stuck in our head. So you have lost the weight slowly, but why is that a good thing? Because, okay, guys, like listen to me. I've had to really work on the thought, like slow burn in my business, slow burn growth is good because I'm becoming the person that can have a business that makes this much money. When it came to weight loss, adopting that thought was much easier because I realized that the slower it goes, the more cemented my habits and my thoughts are and the easier they feel to do every day. Mm-hmm. I will preface this by saying I'm a journaler, right? Mm-hmm. So part of Jennifer's program requires like daily thought work and checking in and planning. That all works great with me. I was like, so you mean to tell me <laughs> I can just sit down for half an hour and journal in the morning? You're like, I am on board with that. I am on board <laughs> with that, right? But even putting aside the fact that I love to do that, the things that I decided were important to me in terms of actions I'm going to take on a daily basis become easier and easier. They just become a part of who I am or they have become a part of who I am. For example, one of my thoughts is I fast like a boss. And it's really true because for my lifestyle, intermittent fasting works so well. I don't like breakfast. I have a very busy toddler in the morning to get out of the door. I work a nine to five. So the ability to get him to daycare and then just sit down and do my work for a certain amount of hours before I even think about food works really well for my lifestyle. But all of that was practiced over the course of the last four months so that now I'm here and having lost the 10 pounds, none of what I'm doing feels hard. Yeah. So let's go back to that. I want to talk about the intermittent fasting because I don't want people to think like, oh, well, her program is just you go fast. And that is 100% not true. Because when you started, you weren't even there. You Mm -hmm. were just figuring out what your triggers were and becoming more aware of your thoughts. And when when was the time that you were tending to overeat? 
Mm-hmm. Do you remember when we first discovered your eating hours? Oh yeah, my you, anxious eating hours. Uh huh. <laughs> you want to talk about that for a minute, and then we'll we'll jump yeah, back to the fasting. Thing. Yes, yes. So there was a point because Jennifer is so perceptive. I think your ability to hold space for people to just like rant about whatever they want to rant really allows her to like be like peeking into your brain and find thoughts that you just think are like, this is just life, you know, assumptions that you've made about how life is and gets to be. And I was telling her that my snacking was usually between 6 and 8 p.m., which is a time that my son comes home from daycare and we're doing dinner and he's running around playing. And it's really important time because during the week, like he's at daycare, you know, during the day. So it's a couple hours that I wanted to be more present, but what I found myself being was super anxious and then like anxiously snacking as he was eating his dinner. And as he was doing his thing, mostly because I'm a neat freak and I'm still getting used to the fact that kids are just going to be kids. And this is a season, all things that Jennifer helped me arrive at in terms of new thoughts. And what I was thinking was just like, my house is like a disaster. And it just Mind keeps... you, he's 18 months. Yes, he's tiny. I mean, he's not tiny. He's a, he's a big boy, but he's a, a young human. Yes, who is not like, oh, let me put this stuff away so mommy won't be upset. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's just living his life, mm-hmm. his best life at that. Mm-hmm. And what I was doing was making him living his life a problem. Mm. And what Jennifer offered me is what's, happening anyway is you're feeling stressed and then you're waiting until he goes to bed and then you're cleaning the mess right so why can't you just enjoy the moment when you're just going to clean the mess when he goes to bed why not decide to think he's just being a kid and he gets to make a mess for now and that's part of being a kid right Mm-hmm. And that's part of you enjoying this experience of him at 18 months mm-hmm. and making it not a problem. Yeah. So once I realized that it was really my choice, how I wanted to experience those two hours, which were, as I told Jennifer, precious time and a short season of life. And he's growing so fast and I want him to be curious and explore keeping all of those things front of mind, how can I choose to think about this, these two hours that doesn't cause me to feel anxious and then anxiously snack. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think the thought that I came up with in practice for probably for about a month before it became, you know, what I thought is he's just a kid. Mm -hmm. He's just a baby. Mm -hmm. Baby's going to baby. So you went from him exploring, playing, pulling things out, making a mess, as you say, as a mess from, <laughs> for two hours a day. Like he's just a baby. I get to enjoy this time. Now mm-hmm. for someone who is maybe new to the podcast, you had a thought, like, what are you talking about? You're thinking and like, mm-hmm. what, what's happening right here? So the premise, the basis of the the process, the weight loss process and how you learn how to lose weight forever is literally by recreating your mindset and becoming aware of all of the reasons, all of the thoughts that are causing a feeling that are driving you to overeat. Because let's face it, the reason why we're overweight is simply because we eat too much. And so for you, Lorraine, it was so classic when you made that connection because every day from six to eight, you were taking care of your kids, you were feeling anxious, but you weren't aware of the thinking that was causing you to feel anxious during this time. You just kind of got into this like, oh, Chase is home. I got to get dinner. It just kind of came like, okay, six to eight, I'm just going to be stressed. Like it was just that you normalized mm-hmm. it for yourself. And so many people do that. They do it at work. Oh, it's just normal for me to feel super stressed at work. Or it's just normal for me to feel super stressed while I got to get the kids together before they all go to bed. And what I want everyone to recognize and what you recognize is that the feelings of stress are simply caused by your thinking about 
whatever the circumstances, whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. So now you decided you were like, oh, wait, my messy toddler is not a problem because oh, he's a toddler. Toddlers mm-hmm. are messy. And this is why I love him so much. Right. Yeah. And so you were able to kind of like flip the script in your mind. Nothing else changed. Right. Chasing all of a sudden become. No, like, he got you know. more rambunctious. <laughs> since. And so you were able to manage your mind in a way that served you. And like, what would you say the feeling is now when you had the thought of like, oh, he's a baby. He's doing baby things. Probably an understanding of him, but also it's like compassion for me. Like you are having feelings and I'm learning so much about regulating my own feelings and my work with you, but also in becoming a parent Mm -hmm. because they react so much to your reactions and to your emotions, even if you're not voicing them. So realizing he's a baby and having a feeling of understanding and compassion for him, but also being like, you are having feelings about. Yeah. Because kids pick up on your energy. They're, I mean, kids are like mm-hmm. pets. They pick up on your energy, whether you're saying it or not. So you went mm-hmm. from spending two hours with him, like he's coming home from daycare and he's coming home to stress mommy for mm-hmm. six to eight every single day to understanding, probably more patience. And having more self-compassion for yourself when you do feel yourself getting a little like, oh, wait, 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 he's a baby. Mm-hmm. I love him at this age. Letting him explore is exactly what I want him to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not perfect. Yeah. It's like the other day I journaled about it. At the end of the day, I was like, mm, I had a whole lot of popcorn, you know, <laughs> and for those of you guys that are listening, like I'm an anxious crunchy snackers. So it's like, I can always tell when I'm anxious because I'm like, I want popcorn. I want a tortilla chip. Like Jennifer and I were joking the other day. I picked something crunchy. It was probably popcorn over my yogurt that I had planned for the day. And it's like, (laughs) why would yogurt make me feel better about my anxiety? Like that makes no sense. Like that is not an sliding down your throat. There's no gratification in eating yogurt. (laughs) Like that is not it. Like you need something crunchy and salty. And in my journaling and my evaluation, I was like, yeah, I was unconsciously anxious about that same thing. And it's just a practice of like, even being aware at the end of the day, that that's why I was snacking brings a layer of like understanding and seeing yourself and having your own back. Okay, cool. I need to like tune in better when I'm with him tomorrow. So it doesn't turn into a pattern. Yeah. I love the fact that you said that it's not perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing in life is perfect. But you have the awareness now, which is like the biggest thing. So I always say awareness is the first step to transformation. Mm-hmm. So some days it may be easier than others, but what you will find with consistency, it will continue to get easier and easier and easier until it's no longer a thing. Exactly. Or Chase is like, you know, 12. <laughs> exactly. And he's a different kid. <laughs> what are the chances he's going to be a meat freak? Like me, like zero. zero. I think that's so, a full, that brings us back to what we originally started talking about, which was why it's perfect that it, it took me mm-hmm. longer to lose the weight, right? Mm-hmm. Because there was so much to work on. And I tell y'all, I would get on a call with Jennifer. I'm like, I'm good. I had a good week. Like, I'm good, good, good. And I'm just like talking and she's just listening and listening. And then she'll pick up on like a thought that I didn't mean to tell her. (laughs) (laughs) Funny how that happens. (laughs) I'm like, let's circle back and explore this a little bit deeper. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Something that you think is completely insignificant. And I think that's, the beautiful thing about having a coach and whatever you're trying to create in your life Mm -hmm. is you will run through things like you are reporting the news and you're just like, these are facts that I am saying. Let's not even talk about the news and how they report and how none of it is facts. But anyway, (laughs) right? (laughs) and you're reporting the news and you'll have someone alongside with you that gets your brain and will be like, hold up. 
Mm-hmm. One second. Let's back the truck up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that too. That's why I am in love with the coaching industry and in love with the practice of coaching. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you do need somebody to look at your brain and hear your thoughts and be like, uh-uh-uh. Because here's the thing. I know it because I've been there, right? I've already recognized some of those thoughts in myself, some of those practices in myself, some of those anxiety-induced eating episodes in myself. So when I see it in somebody else, I'm like, girl, hold on. Let's reverse. Let's go back and let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. So let's go back and talk about the intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. So I don't give my people, I don't teach meal plan. Like I don't give you guys meal plans. I don't tell you what to eat. I let you kind of like discover. You know how you were just saying that Chase is in like this discovery phase. Yep. It's the same thing. And you and everyone else, as you're learning to lose weight, you need to learn how your body works. You need to learn your triggers. You need to learn how you react to certain things. And I can't tell that for you. Like, I can't tell you what that is. And this is the reason why I'm like, all right, you create your own meal plan. We'll begin there. And then we just have a baseline and we just track your weight track your assessments, like what's happening? Are we going in the right direction? Are we going in the direction that we don't want to go? And you were pretty consistent with every week you were trending down. Were you planning three meals when we first started? Do you remember? Yeah. I think the first few weeks I was planning three meals because I mean, as a lifetime dieter, you know how it feels to step into a program where your coach is like, you create the meal. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there like, okay, <laughs> I'm about to create this meal plan. It's going to be so good. And I was like, I just wanted to come at it like an experiment. Like I want to see like, can I eat everything that I am craving today? Right? Mm-hmm. Like how can, will this work? So in the first like month of coaching, I think I lost four pounds very mm-hmm. quickly. And I remember telling Jennifer and even sending an email to my list being like, I don't know what kind of witchcraft this is, but all I'm doing, <laughs> <Remember> that. <laughs> all I'm doing is journaling in the morning and I've lost four pounds in a few weeks. And then I remember thinking, I think you and I were talking about it. I had tried intermittent fasting in the past and had any noticeable result in doing it, but my thoughts around it were I was looking for the stories people tell about intermittent fasting, right? Like I started intermittent fasting for 90 days and I lost 30 pounds. And when I didn't see those results, I was like, clearly this doesn't work. So I'm moving Mm -hmm. on to like strategy number 75,000, whatever it was (laughs) at at that time. So when I went into it in this program, I had already been following the program for maybe three or four weeks and I was seeing great results. And I was thinking about all of the health benefits of fasting, but if I'm really honest with you all, I liked that one, it fit with my lifestyle and schedule, the fact that I don't like breakfast food. And then also it just gave me a feeling of so much freedom with the rest of my day. And it wasn't like freedom, like you're going to like eat like nonstop for your whole eating window, (laughs) but it meant for me that I didn't have to think about restricting at all. Mm -hmm. And it just takes it off the table. Like it's not even a consideration. I didn't have to think about it at all. I wasn't thinking about food for most of the day. So I had time to think about other things. And then I could just plan my day and eat the food I wanted to eat. And I was still losing weight. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it's not a big deal at all. So how do you think this time was different from when you tried it before? Yeah, my thoughts about fasting were just completely different. I thought this is so easy. Like this is like the lightest lift (laughs) I've ever done in my weight loss journey. And, you know, on my good days, I think this is so good for my body and all that stuff. But practically speaking in my daily life, I think it just simplifies my life. And it's something that is completely effortless to me. I don't think about it, even if I'm on vacation. And Jennifer has also given me this additional view into intermittent fasting where it's like, 
if you are famished, sis, just eat. Like, yeah, you are in charge of your body and what you're eating. Right. Don't be silly. Use your brain. Right. So if there's days like, for example, Saturday, no, was it Sunday? Yeah, it was probably yesterday. I was just like starving by like noon, which never happens to me anymore. And I was just like, I thought about it. I was aware. I thought about whether it was outside influences of like feeling anxious about something and suddenly wanting to eat. But no, I was just hungry. So I ate mm-hmm. and it was fine. So that additional permission to be like, on most days, you're gonna be able to fast like a boss. And every once in a while, you're gonna be famished, you know, think, within your um, window. What you experienced is the same thing that I experienced when I was introduced to intermittent fasting a couple of years ago. I was like, this isn't working. But I found that I would not eat and then I would eat all the things. And I'd be like, Mm -hmm. I'm not losing any weight. Something is wrong. Eh, You know, just all the things. So I spend a whole entire day in the boot camp talking about the benefits of intermittent fasting and introducing the right way to do it versus the wrong way to do it. And this is not an introduction of like, okay, this is how you lose weight. It's an introduction to like, oh, this is a strategy or a tool you may be interested in. But if you are like me and you didn't do any research, I'm going to give you the research. I'm giving you the facts. I'm giving you the data. I'm presenting you with the science. You decide how you want to integrate it in your life, if at all, if at all. So I love the Mm -hmm. fact that you are like, you know what? I don't really eat breakfast. Anyway, I'm not really hungry. So mm-hmm. I had another client like you too, Monica, and she just realized how often she was just eating as an activity. And she was like, I'm not really hungry in the morning. So why am I eating? It was just mm-hmm. out of habit. Mm-hmm. So when you begin to get in touch with when you're really hungry and you begin to eat more intentionally versus emotionally, you recognize like, darn, I was eating a lot of food. And as soon as you recognize that you're not eating as much, that's, you know, the weight starts coming off immediately. Mm -hmm. Yep. So now we're toying with this with dinner. We're in experimentation phase, Mm -hmm. guys. I will report back. Um, Oh, well, speaking of experimentation phase, let's mm -hmm. talk about vacation. Because if y'all haven't listened to episode 63, seven ways to lose weight on vacation. And I talked about my client and how you were, I'll just tee up the conversation and then you can fill in the blanks. (laughs) So we were coaching and you were like, I need your help. I'm going away on vacation. I'm going to an all-inclusive resort. And in the past, when I've gone on an all-inclusive resort with these people, group of friends and husband, it's been all about the drinking, all about the eating. And I come back feeling like shit. And I don't want to do that this time. Like I'm making progress with you. I'm making progress with the weight loss. Like, what do I do? So I was like, oh, I love this question. And so you took my homework and like you just brilliantly executed it and you had a fantastic result. It was so good. I was like, I need to do a podcast on this. <laughs> so I recorded podcast 63. Go back and listen to it if you didn't listen to it. But my homework to you was like, think intentionally about how you want to experience this trip. You already know how you don't want to experience it because you that's what you did in the past. Well, how do you want to experience it? So you can begin to focus on that versus what you don't want. And then I also challenged you to think about how you wanted to feel when you came home. Because one of the things that you said is like when you came home before, you would feel you need another vacation. Like you just feel like crap. Yeah. And you, you gained five pounds. So suddenly and you, you're with like. With the weight gain, right? And then it's like, oh, now I have to recalibrate and mm-hmm. lose weight. So mm-hmm. tell me how you took that homework from our coaching session to texting me like, I lost weight. Mm-hmm. texting me on vacation. Yeah. I had my lowest weight on vacation. And then you came back not having gained any weight. Yep. And it went on to happen several more times after. So to give you guys some context, this summer post COVID, of course, there was like all of the weddings that got canceled last summer, all of the, the events that got canceled last summer. So out of the 13 
weeks, like the first quarter that I worked with Jennifer, I was away like the half or more of yeah, the weekend. Yeah, you were traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. And they were pretty like all-inclusive vacations, like Chicago for the weekend and eating everything. It was just like very like festive times. And I was so glad that for the first, you know, big weekend of me being away, I had the time, well, Jennifer prompted me to think about how I wanted to feel and how I wanted to experience it. And also being a mom now, like vacation used to be about partying because then you just came home and you could sleep. Right. And now it's like, I'm not going to feel trashed on vacation. Like I, one of my vacation tenants, Like I came up with seven intentions and things that I wanted to do. And one of the rules is no hangovers on vacation. They're not allowed. That is a waste of time on vacation because you're supposed to be enjoying yourself and resting. And a hangover is the complete opposite of that. So that was one of my things. And I came up with just prioritizing sleep was number one and is number one for weekends that were away from my son is like, you could sleep and he's sleep trained. It's not like I don't sleep regularly, but not having to wake up for another human is a different type of sleep, (laughs) you know? So that was number one was prioritizing sleep. And then like having a lot of time to myself and quiet to reflect, connecting with my husband. Like I came up with these things, savoring food that I don't have at home usually and trying new things like creating space in the schedule to try new food and planning that ahead of time. It was so funny. We went out to dinner recently and my husband's like, how did you know that they had that on the menu? I'm like, cause I look at menus before I go places <laughs> because intentional eating, right? Yes. I want to plan what I plan to enjoy. And also like my stomach is not nearly as ample as it used to be. So now like, I can't just be wilding out at dinner, eating everything because I will feel terrible. So I intentionally plan ahead of time, the things I want to eat and try no hangovers on vacay and movement. They had Mm -hmm. the most amazing gym at this resort and there was nobody in it, which to gym rats is like, the most beautiful time when you walk in and there's no other humans, especially during a pandemic. So I realized, and Jennifer helped me realize this later on, was that in creating this intention, this was like my best self. And the reason that I was able to lose weight on almost all of the vacations that I went on this summer, which now we have an ongoing joke that it's like, I have to go on vacation to like hit my new low, but it was because I was being so intentional about how I wanted to spend my time away. And I was really showing up and putting my best effort forward. And I was also in doing that, managing so much of my emotions and really creating how I wanted to feel and the experience. And And had you ever done that before? No, no, no. Like you assume that you're going on vacation, you're going to sleep and drink and like party and have a great time. Right. Mm -hmm. Except a lot of the decisions that you make on vacation, if you're not intentional, lead you to feel like ass when you get (laughs) (laughs) 100%. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we realized recently that. I wasn't doing this in my daily life as much as I would have thought. So I have now implemented a vacation at home protocol where I'm more intentional, especially with my weekends about how I want to spend my time, how I want to feel and all that. But it was such a funny like realization to have on our one of our recent calls where I'm like, oh, no, I don't plan my day out. <laughs> we don't. We don't intentionally think we just life just happens. And especially you're in a routine. So you're doing the same thing Mm -hmm. pretty much every single week. So we don't think that, oh, maybe I will intentionally think and how I want to experience the weekend and see what happens. And the first weekend Mm -hmm. you did that, what happened? I hit a new low. I was like, (laughs) oh my God, this is working. (laughs) And you look amazing because I saw your your Instagram <laughs> post with all your and that pictures was one of the other that weekend. That was one of the other intentions too. Was like document it, like you know, have memories of when you felt good and you looked good and you were having a good time. Yeah, because our brains want to forget. 
Like mm-hmm. when you go on vacation next year, hopefully you will remember like, oh, I get to intentionally create my vacation experience. But your mm-hmm. default thinking is your program is, is going to be back to like, oh, I don't want to feel like ass on vacation. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that you did document it and put it on Instagram as inspiration for other people too. Mm-hmm. that you can create. Jennifer gets lots of shout outs on my I, Instagram. I love it. I love it. All right. So is there anything else? You are like the intentional creation master. <laughs> you're very good at doing that. So you went from creating your week, your vacation experience mm-hmm. to now creating your home experience weekend into the week. Is there anything else that you would want to share with the listeners? Like somebody might be mm-hmm. on the fence or thinking about coaching or maybe want to join the boot camp, and they're like, what do you mean? There's no plan. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what is that about? Mm-hmm. One is that you can lose weight without dieting. Jennifer does not look at your plans, right? You know, some of my plans, it's like, it's really a miracle of God that you have lost weight. But let me, this was you. Let this me just you ask did. you, how do you feel now that you've lost your first 10 pounds without dieting? Mm-hmm. How do you feel knowing that you have created that result and not it wasn't some like fluke because you were following a diet plan. How do you feel? I mean, it feels one, of course, so empowering, but also it feels like a freedom from what you knew in your heart was true, that there had to be another way, right? Because we just keep ending up back on the hamster wheel with all these other programs. So there has to be another way that people are losing weight and keeping it off while not hating their life. So you have the confirmation of there was a way I just needed to figure out what was going to work for me and what was I willing to show up to do. So some of you may not want to do intermittent fasting and that's cool. And you rather eat throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And for me, removing those decisions about food throughout the day works so well for other people. I might not. And I think before and almost, you know, every other program that I, I tried There was just like, this is a prescription. This is how most people lose weight. It should work for you. So as soon as it doesn't work for you, then you're the problem, which really does terrible things to your confidence and your ability to follow through on things and to your self-esteem and leads you down this path of desperation. Like, this is just my body. It's sluggish. It doesn't lose weight as fast as everybody else. I'm going to have to work five times as hard Mm -hmm. to lose five pounds than the other person in the program. And I think in this program, it's just like, you get to do what you want to do, right? If you want your pace to be faster, like what thought landscape do you need to create so that you feel supported for a long enough time, right? That you feel like good. Cause I think that's also the biggest thing Yeah. with this program. Yeah. It's like, this is about liking your life and what you're doing every day. In recognizing this is how you want to live the rest of your life. And I love the mm-hmm. fact that you said that you've got to create your thoughts landscape <laughs> to create that result of the weight loss in the way that you want to lose it as you're living yeah. your life in the way that you want to live it. Because it's so, I mean, I think this is also a function of age. Like being in my 30s now, like I'm 37, like I'm just not willing to eat food that I don't like and to feel crappy for, I don't know, however many months it takes me to lose a weight for the prize of like looking a certain way in my bathing suit for that vacation or looking a certain way. I'm just unwilling. So I think one of the biggest things with deciding to work with Jennifer is like, okay, bitch, if you're unwilling to do all of these other things, then what exactly are you going to do? Because there's a lot of diabetes roaming around these hallways in my Mm -hmm. family. You decided to have a child at 36. So you need to stay healthy enough to be able to enjoy their life and be there for them and support them. So what is it that you are willing to do? And how can you coach yourself And create an environment in your mind that supports doing that and that you're going to show up to do it every single day gladly. Yeah, some days you will need more coaching than others, but most days you're going to wake up and be like, this is what I decided. Yeah, 
I love that question. What are you willing to do? Are you willing to stay the same, keep going exactly the way that you're going and risk your health failing in the long run? Or are you willing to do the difficult thing? Are you willing to do the thing that you're not really sure what it is, but other people say it works, so maybe I should try it too? What are you willing to do? That's such a great question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, you know, it did wonders for my business this year. Yeah. All right, everybody, ask yourself that question. <laughs> when you want to create a different result, whether it's your weight or money or relationship or whatever, what are you willing to do differently? right? To move in the direction of creating that. Yeah. And then back into the thoughts and feelings. Yes. Thoughts and feelings. Thoughts and feelings. (laughs) All right. So Lorraine, tell the people, where can they find you? So you're on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, I live on Instagram. My Instagram handle is lowly, L-O-L-Y underscore love. Yes, it is my personal account that I never changed. And that's where I spend most of my time, but I'm also on Facebook. You can find me, you know, searching my name and I would love to connect with you guys. Yeah. And tell us what kind of coach you are. Who do you help? I am a life and business coach. So most of who I work with is people that are looking to build businesses while staying in their nine to five. There is a lot of coaches where people that want to leave their nine to five. I happen to like my work. I also felt like I needed another outlet for my creativity and my desire to help people with their own minds. So I started a coaching business. So I do both. So if you want to do both, hit me up. I love that. I don't think I knew that. I knew you were a business coach, but I didn't know exactly you were helping people who want to stay in their job because they actually like Mm it and still want to fulfill the business or the desire to serve and to Mm -hmm. help others. And it's so beautiful because then you have options. Who doesn't have options? I love that. All right, my friend. So proud of you. Thank you. This has been so fun. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Full circle moment because you listen to the podcast to someone else's testimonial. Someone else will hear Mm -hmm. you and you will change their lives. Yes. And DM me if you guys want to know the whole tea about everything. But <laughs> I wish I, I would have found Nisha and Sharika. But I was just like, I'm just going to book a call with Jen. You guys could do that too. <laughs> Full circle. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for your time today. I'll see you soon. Hey, 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 before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you liked today's episode and want to learn more about the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle, I have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever. In it, you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free copy. What do you have to lose but some weight? Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting forever. Stop dieting forever.